Hello there, I'm Justin. It's Friday, and that means it's time for another weekly TV show and movie roundup discussion. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite TV shows this week, uh, some new episodes of ones I've been watching like Westworld and The Walking Dead, and we're going to be joined by a very special guest, someone that I usually talk to about TV shows on a weekly basis, my dad. It should be a fun one. Thanks so much for tuning in. Let's get into it. Hold him, Jason. It would have been an ideal. Why did they... Call him Carl. Carl. <laughs> Robert would have been perfect. Yeah, Bobby. Yeah. Thanks, Coke. Carl's gone. What? Carl's gone. What? So maybe he snuck outside. I'll go inside, please. Carl's gone. What? Carl's gone. What? Carl, that ain't cool, man. You could have gotten hurt. That's my boy! He was upstairs. I can't find him. Hey, Carl. Don't tell you about not leaving Dale's sight. Hey, Carl. Check the shit and I can't find him anywhere. Not in the cell or in the attic. Everybody, welcome to the pickup line. Uh, we have a special guest today. My own dad, Jack, is here with us. Hello, Dad. What's going on? Hello from the beach. From the beach. Very good. Very good. Yes. Um, how are things there? You guys are in Delaware. How are things in Delaware? Uh, it's, I think, pretty much like a lot of places. You know, um, everybody's kind of locked, locked in a little bit. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely crazy, and we're all just kind of trying to get through it. And one of the ways that we're trying to get through it is by having more free time to watch some TV shows that we're into. And so that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today on today's Friday episode. Um, I thought it'd be fun to start maybe with Westworld. We're about three episodes into that show. Um, I know we've both been watching it, and we can talk a little bit, a bit about some of our theories. And then maybe we can talk about some of the recent developments on The Walking Dead, and we'll see where things go from there. Um so, uh, are you all caught up on the Westworld? Yes. All right, cool. So, it's been an interesting first couple of episodes. Um, we'll kind of just do a quick recap, and you can jump in whenever you'd like if I'm missing anything. But we started off, episode one was kind of bringing us up to speed about what was happening in the real world with Dolores and Bernard and kind of where they were and what they were up to and what their intentions were. Episode two brought us back into Westworld where we saw Maeve and where she was and kind of what was happening with her. We also were introduced in episode two to this mysterious character, uh, Sirak, I think his name is, this some sort of like architect from the Matrix type guy and dressed all in white who seems to be some sort of mastermind behind what's happening. And then uh, we were also introduced uh, in, in one of those episodes to a new character, Caleb, played by Aaron Paul. Um, and then in episode three, which was the most recent episode from this past weekend, uh, we learned a little bit more about uh, what's going on in the real world and what Dolores is really after. Um, we, that episode three was a little bit more focused on uh, Jennifer, or not Jennifer, um, I forget her, Charlotte Hale's character um, and her uh, goings on with the Delos Corporation. And we have some stuff to talk about there too. So was that a pretty good recap? Did I leave anything out? Uh, are you asking me that? Yeah. Yeah, well, yes, you left a lot out. Okay, so no, I'm just kidding. Oh. I can't think of anything you left out. Um, but I, I would say this: um, I was kind of pleasantly uh, surprised and happy to see the actor from uh, from Breaking Bad. Uh, Caleb is is his name in the show. Mm -hmm. What's what's that actor's name? Aaron Paul. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. I think he's really a, a good actor. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's he's a great addition to the show. I think he fits the world really nicely with his sort of like, um, I don't know, grittiness, I guess, is kind of like he's a, he's a good fit for that world. Um, and so, yeah, I guess we could start mm -hmm. there. So I guess one of the so we can kind of focus here on episode three. But I think for me, one of the most interesting components, and we kind of got to this towards the end of episode three, 
um, is the revelation that this machine that's been built in what we are being told is the real world of Los Angeles, uh, you know, our current modern technology, technology filled world, this machine, I, I never remember the name. It's like, um, uh, uh, so, so, so Boahim or something like that. Um, right. This, 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 um, algorithm, this AI algorithm that was built to predict human behavior, right? Um, presumably built by the guy that we see in episode one that Dolores is kind of like in a relationship with him, his, his father or his partner uh, built this machine, but then locked, locked the guy out of it. So no one really knows what this computer AI is up to. No one really knows, except for the guy that built it, which presumably is that Ciroc guy who we see Maeve interacting with in episode three, the guy that like takes Maeve out of wherever she was being held captive. Um, so the most interesting piece of this is what Dolores explains to Caleb at the end of episode three, when she says what this machine has done is essentially created a mirror world is the phrase that she uses to the actual real world. And this mirror world is essentially a predictive algorithm that based on billions of gigabits or whatever of data and information and predictive analytics can can tell you exactly what your life is going to be and what your life is going to end up as and and so if you recall in episode one caleb like gets turned down for that job right mm-hmm. and he's like oh well, i'm pretty good like i have a good resume like why did i not get this job and like it's just an, it's just a robot on the phone and he's annoyed and doesn't know why he didn't get the job well we come to find out in episode three that the reason he didn't get the job was because this AI algorithm predicted that in three years from now, he's going to kill himself based on the, mm-hmm. the trajectories, right? And so that's a fascinating, like to me, that's Westworld again, right? It's like they've recreated this virtual park world, except now it's in the real world and it's just an AI that's predicting everyone's behavior. Um, yeah. So I don't know. What do you think about that? Uh, that's bizarre as far as I... And viewing it, I mean, from my perspective and, you know, my viewing habits uh, are a little different than yours. But, um, you know, it, 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 what, what gets me a little confused in the show is understanding, uh, you know, what, what's real and what's not real. I guess that's part of its purpose. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that that show likes to play with that. And one of the one of the clues to that, one of the things they, they've done on the show to, to kind of help the audience a little bit is and they did this in episode two at the end um once we come if you're calling episode two Maeve is kind of in this westworld park but we come to realize that that park isn't an actual westworld park it's a it's a simulation it's a computer program and her data core Mm -hmm. is just plugged into a computer somewhere running a vr Mm -hmm. sim and so whenever we're in a virtual environment or at least the show has told us we're in a virtual environment or wants us to know (laughs) we're in a virtual environment the aspect ratio changes so watch for that as you're watching Westworld. If we're in a four by three letterbox aspect ratio, um, that means we're in a simulation. That means what we're seeing is virtual, it is not oh. considered to be re- real. Um, if we're in a now, full screen. Now, let me ask you something. Let me sure. ask you something. Sorry for the interruption, but I mean, did you, you know, just from watching the show, just, you know, uh, figure that out? Or did you read some, you know, reviews or something to get that uh, understanding? Uh, uh, to look for that both of those things so uh, they did this a lot in season one uh, mysteriously uh-huh. no, no one really knew why back in when they first did it like why is the show changing aspect ratios because in season one there was a lot of obfuscation about when we were in or it might have been season two when we were in the forge 
like virtual world and when we were in the park there was a lot of like mm-hmm. playing around with the audience around that idea and so uh i i, I just noticed that the aspect ratio tended to change from time to time and i was like that's weird and then once once all those pieces fell into place then i went online and i was looking up stuff like why is the aspect ratio changing and then just generally everyone kind of concedes that the reason for that is you know they're changing from virtual worlds to real worlds now mm-hmm. i don't know if the showrunners ever confirmed that i think they did I, I kind of recall jonathan nolan one of the showrunners and lisa joy is the other one kind of um mentioning that in some interview somewhere i don't recall when but um, it would be mm-hmm. it would be interesting now if now that we have that sort of um, convention in place to mess with it a little bit to trick the audience almost into thinking, oh, this is a VR sim, but it's not. Oh, the aspect ratio thing. Mm-hmm. They could, they, who knows? You know, they might they might mess with that. Yeah. Um, so that could be interesting for sure. Um, let's see. So what you else? Know, um, uh, yeah. Well, I just um, not to jump over into another subject area so quickly, but it's kind of related in I, I don't think just. I don't think so much this show, but The Walking Dead and a few other shows that I've been streaming. Um, it, I don't know if it's just me or it's uh, some cinema tog, you know, s- say that word for me. Cinema, cinemographic, cinemat- cinematography techniques. Cinema- yeah, something like that. C- no. something, yeah. yeah, like a technique because, you know, like the backwards language and yeah. what you're saying about changing aspect ratio. But it seems like there's a different filming or technique like between scenes sometimes sometimes it'll look like you know um i don't know if you you recall you know the difference that between like a a video and uh, like a videotape you know resolution basically Mm -hmm. and it just changes somehow in these different scenes do you ever notice that on westworld no not so much on westworld but some other shows like the walking dead for instance like i said i've seen it i've seen it there I have seen it there uh, happen, and I don't know if it's just something about my eyes or something that's actually being done. Like it's they, they like maybe this scene is done completely uh, uh, CGI or something, you know? Yeah, I think I kind of know what you're talking about. So I think there's a uh, I, at least let's take The Walking Dead as an example. I, I think The Walking Dead for sure uses a lot of film grain effects and like filters on that on that mm-hmm. the way they shoot that just to make it feel more uh, like visceral and like like a zombie movie from the seventies in a lot of ways. So I think yeah. it's a little bit more low, uh, low res on purpose. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's also just part of the, of, of like, I, I tend to the, the resolution quality in general, just on walking dead when I stream it on AMC on, on direct TV just isn't that good. I think that's part of it too. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think they definitely add a lot of like stuff just to make it feel more, more real, more like, mm-hmm. you know, a, like low key, um, you know horror movie flick kind of feeling um i don't notice that as much on westworld though especially in the i mean sure in the in the parks when they're you know in the old west things might feel a little more dusty and they might put a film grain on or uh, they might put some kind of filter on to make it feel to have a certain look to it but certainly in the future world it's very sleek and you know technology and like you know very un un tarnished uh kind of a feel to it so yeah but i mean that's definitely a you know i'm not i'm not a film making expert or anything but like there's there's certainly i think filters and lenses that that directors use to make things look certain ways for sure um yeah um i was thinking maybe you know getting back over to um the walking dead i was thinking maybe you know what's going to happen uh in the next episode will be that um alpha uh somehow will have had a special form of whatever uh, that zombieism was and she'll be able to grow, grow a new body 
out of the stick that her head is stuck on right now. Well, that would be. Well, wait a minute. How many are you caught up on Walking Dead? Yes. So you saw. Like, I know that's back a little. Okay, that's back. Oh yeah. Well, hey, that would be at least that would be something interesting to happen on the show. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Walk. Well, uh, so let's go back a few episodes because there was a big kind of important tangential episode a few weeks ago that I did not like uh, very much at all. But it certainly set up some things that um, are to come, which is interesting. So the Michonne episode uh, where, you know, she's leaving the show. That actress is, is done. So they kind of had right. this episode of, um, you know, her farewell. And that whole that whole storyline with that guy from last season that I could barely remember. Um, and then him turning out to just be such a asshole and like all the things that he did. And I don't know, it's, it's just another example. This is how many times do we have to see the trope on this show of Michonne and Rick Grimes, like being in a situation where they should kill someone because they're so bad, but not doing it out of mercy. Like I've, we've seen that mm-hmm. a million times. Like I don't need that anymore. Like I don't need that plot yeah. anymore. So all that aside, it was a cool episode. Cause it was so trippy. And I kind of liked the alternate history thing with like, what if Michonne had, turned evil instead of gone with rick and then she was like right. vegan's right hand person and like that was all pretty cool um mm-hmm. you know been in a rushed kind of kind of way and it, it opens up the whole possibility i mean imagine if like if they really wanted to go crazy with spinoffs like imagine they did like a a whole like alternate reality walking dead where like all your favorite characters were like evil doppelganger versions i hope they never do that because that would be horrible but like oh, it was an interesting <laughs> um thing to see and then of course the big the big reveal that she realizes and finds out is that rick is not dead like which is a big deal for her to find out Mm -hmm. um and then she goes off on a quest to find him and presumably those two will meet up again at some point in some feature film that they're going to make you know eventually well i mean is that i mean what was the reason for the actor who played rick grimes leaving the show in the first place well, everything he said, he was just kind of finished with it. Like he just had had his fill. He was done and he just wanted to move mm-hmm. on to other things. But he's also signed on to do like three or four feature films with with like AMC films or something about okay. The Walking Dead. So he's reprising the character at some point somewhere along the line. And these are all I think these are all just set up things. They're doing a lot of setup right now for long game stuff, which yeah. is kind of cool. But um, and they, they had another moment of that, which I thought was really interesting. You might have missed it because it was so quick. But um, in the most recent episode where Carol is out having her vision quest. Um, oh God, Carol! Uh, let's talk about her in a little while. Yeah, we can talk about it right now. Uh, how, like, again, I feel like they're just—they've run out of material. Like, how many times do we have to revisit Carol's? Like, I'm gonna go away and be alone and process my yeah. thoughts for by myself until I realize that I need the group again and have to come back. Like, how many times do we have to see that plot play out? Like, I don't—we've done it like four times. Four times she's gone off, come back, gone off, come back. Like, enough, enough. Um, but yeah, the one you know, in- go ahead. Well, the one interesting thing about that is is when is that was something Alpha says in in Carol's like, you know, hallucination in the in when she falls in the in the barn and she's like caught under all the debris. Alpha says something about a letter that Carol wrote to Maggie. Did you pick up on that? No. So Alpha's Maybe. like Alpha's like rattling off all these things that Carol like was trying to do to you like mean when when she was the ghost yeah 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 like the hallucination of okay. alpha she's like you did right. this and you did that you even wrote that letter to maggie and that is a setup mm. because that actress who plays maggie is coming back maggie is coming oh. back to the show uh next season 
Um, really? Yeah, yeah. Because her she went, left to go do a show on CBS, which didn't succeed. So she's coming back. To yeah, Walking I saw Dead. that. I yeah. saw that a couple times. Yeah. Um. So she'll be back, and I think that was just a setup uh, for her to come back, which is cool. I always like Maggie, so that should be a good. Mm-hmm. You know, that should be a good returning character. Her, is it going to bring Herschel back? <laughs> I think he's. I don't think he made it. <laughs> I know. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Um. But uh, but when Carol, I just got to say, yeah, I, I, go. I, I never liked her character. I never liked the way she talked. She, I don't know anyone who talks like that. Uh, maybe that's my problem, but it was always this kind of strange, I don't know, it almost like she was reading the lines or something. It just, mm. it bothered me ever since, you know, she lost her daughter in the woods back in, uh, what was it, season one? Yeah. I always, I liked Carol for, I, I liked her arc, like I liked, it, it was cool at the beginning when she was like this very abused, like, um, you know, dependent person who kind of grew out of that, became True. someone who was like a complete badass and all of that plot line was really cool. But now she's just like, she's just irritating now because she's making all <laughs> these horrible decisions. And I think that's the point. I mean, I guess they're trying to make the audience not like her as much. I mean, clearly Daryl has kind of had his fill, like the person that swore to stand by her the whole time. He's like, yeah. I've had enough of you. Um, I'll tolerate you being here, but I can't abide by your decisions anymore. Um, and, and I think the audience kind of feels that way too. And it's, I feel like it's, I don't know, it's kind of a missed opportunity in a way. Like, I, I feel like I just didn't like Carol's arc, but you know, I, I don't know to put her through like, to, to, again, it's this, it's this trope repetition that I can't stand on the show. Like how many times do we have to put Carol through the ringer of like, Oh, mm-hmm. a kid died on her watch. Like how right. many kids have to die for her? Like it's it's the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And I like I like how much of a badass Carol is, and I wish we would see more of that. I wish we could see more of her being like a leader instead of her mm-hmm. being this like complete like loser character who just like ruins yeah. everything. Well, listen, um, the, so. listen, let me ask you this: Did we know? <clears throat> excuse me. Did we know that uh, before they had kind of that flashback? Did we know that Carol was the one who let Negan out of the cell? No. That was a big like reveal when okay. he rolled the head to Carol's feet, and it was like, oh, okay, so Carol was behind this the whole time, like, mm. you know. Um, and, and I gotta say, like, Negan's kind of my favorite character on the show at this point. Um, he's kind of hilarious. I think he's mm-hmm. funny as hell, and like, the fact that he's kind of like a good guy now is is kind of interesting to me. Um, yeah, but I think he, I definitely think he struggles with that. Yeah, I mean, he does. Kind of wants but, to be, but he kind of wants to be the bad boy still too. It's interesting with him though, because like at least he has a code that he lives by. You yeah, know? that's true. Like he has this code, and you might not agree with the code, but at least he like sticks to it. You know, as as, as so many of the other characters, they like pretend to have these moral codes, but then they'll do whatever they want when when the push comes to shove. Um, mm-hmm. Negan, at least, like you know, he murdered all those characters that we loved, but. You know, I'm not defending that action, but like those people did like violate his like territory, right? Um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm not defending the saviors and all that whole plot line, but but I I, I think I can. It's an interesting development to see Neg- Negan kind of becoming like mm-hmm. a good guy. Um, to see him the the banter now between him and Daryl is quite funny. You know. Um, yeah. That that whole thing was pretty good. Um, I, I just like I just Negan's compelling to watch at least on the show. Right. Um, I agree. I agree. You know, like I, or as opposed to like what's his face radio guy who I, I cannot stand, like Eugene. Like, oh my God, yes, Eugene. How much of this show has to be dedicated to this guy? Like, I I just don't I don't get it. Um, not my the, favorite. The, the emotionally crumbling genius. 
Yeah, like yeah, it's it's too tropey. Like they 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 all have these little like like you know columns that they're filling in. At least Negan kind of isn't in his and isn't in like a little trope column. Like here's yeah. this character, here's this character. Um, so anyway, I, I'll continue to watch. I think they they've pushed back the finale because of what's happening with the coronavirus to uh. like a, in the future. So I think there's one more episode this weekend, and then there's going to be the season. The season finale will be a few weeks from now. Mm-hmm. Um, my guess is now that they've made their way to Atlanta, there's probably a lot of stuff like with an empty city and like you know scared people. Was that Atlanta? And like it, it must it has I, to be. There's no I, way. I, I thought be. maybe it was Charlotte. No, I don't think they're in North Carolina. Right. I think because Rick started off in yeah, Atlanta, yeah. like trying to get to the CDC. They're probably, I mean, they're probably like in the outskirts of Georgia right. somewhere. I would, I would bet. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, but I do want to circle back to one other quick thing to end the podcast. One um, kind of mystery that we can speculate about for a few minutes. Coming back to Westworld just for a moment. Um, whose host core is inside Charlotte Hale's AI like host body? Who's in there for real? Um, do you think? It's, uh, Ed, what's his name? Ed Harris. Ed Harris. William. Yeah. I thought about it. it might be William too. Yeah, like I, I could, I could see that, but I don't know Dolores's relationship with, like the way they like cuddled on the bed. It felt a little bit too intimate for that to be William, because Dolores kind of hates William. Yeah. Right? Um, I feel like it's too obvious if it's Teddy. That feels a little bit too on the nose, mm-hmm. and you know, like you know, if it's Teddy, I don't know. So I, I, it's, I can't wait to find out who's actually in there, and I hope it's a surprise. Like maybe it's that. Um, rock. Who? Ciroc. That's it's Ciroc, the the designer guy. Yeah. Maybe I mean maybe maybe everything we because we've only seen we haven't really seen him in the flesh per se, you know. For all we know, that meeting between him and Maeve could just as easily have been another simulation. Right. Um, he sort of teleported in via hologram to see Dolores. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end there, uh, who knows? Yeah. That's a possibility. It could, it could be Ford. Oh. For all we know. Yeah. Right. That'd be cool. Okay, sorry. My ring doorbell tuned in there and and cut (laughs) cut the thing off. Um, All right, so I think we're just kind of at the end. I just want to do a little wrap-up here. Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to, Jack, Dad, this is my dad. Thanks so much for tuning in with me today. This has been a good conversation about the shows that we're both watching. Um, Any final thoughts? No, uh, it's really some great stuff to think about. Uh, Always hearing your perspective uh, stimulates my mind. And during these times, that's a good thing. Awesome. I really appreciate that. Yeah. The podcast has been really fun and thanks everybody for tuning in. If, if anyone out there is watching any cool shows or has any recommendations, don't forget, you can leave a message, call in. I'll be happily to put that in this episode and, and you can share in the discussion. I will leave everyone with one last thing. If you're looking for something new to watch my favorite show on TV right now, dispatches from elsewhere. It's amazing. Have you watched that dad? Yes, I watched one episode. Oh my God! What did you think? I thought it was great. Um, yeah, it, it just for you know there was a a good bit of content that was you know floating around that was good to watch. So I I want to get back to that. It gets amazing. It's my favorite show. I love it. Everything about it's amazing. Um, yeah. So if you're interested, if you're looking for something new, it's on AMC. Go to their website, amc.com. Dispatches from elsewhere. Thanks everybody for tuning in today, Dad. Thanks for joining me. Until next time, everybody, I will see you all on the pickup line. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.